gentlemen. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's week 1485th of the pandemic. <laughs> we've all given up right now. We've gone the totally opposite way. Instead of wearing clothes or running out on the streets naked, rubbing on each other, it's full her mini-mini. <laughs> Herd immunity. Wow, I could even kill that. It's it's too early, damn it. It's too early for everything. Too early to be open the country. Too early to be going to the beaches. But we're doing it anyway because goddamn, this is America. Because America, this is what we do. We do stupid shit. America, and, and and deal with the consequences later, and hopefully throw money at it to fix it. <laughs> goddamn it. <laughs> I told you, fam. Like, what? What's the point? What's the point of me being in the the house for seventy days if somebody's gonna go out and fuck it up? You know. Yeah, and and whack ass parties. Like, at least make it turn up. Like, I would be mad if, all right, cool, man. It's it's some shit where fucking. You know, it's like fucking, it's a Kendrick concert or some shit. It's a whole bunch of motherfuckers out of shape, sweating all over fucking bad fucking natural light fucking beer and shitty bars. This is in the fucking, you know what I'm saying, the worst in pop country. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? That's who's fucking up the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel you, dude. I feel you. Insane. Insane. Anyway. But, yeah. What's up, everybody? We're back. We're back to talk about... The drama, because no matter what we could count on, if, even in times of pandemic, the stupid drama happening in the world. And, and the, one, the one shining light, the one shining light of us being indoors and losing on our nightlife is that every, every day, there's just a DJ coming on, playing this dope music, putting it to your feel, shouting out the fucking essential care workers, doing it to raise money, doing it to get some money in their pocket. This is feel-good community that's been built up for the past two months. And as everything American, somebody noticed and said, fuck y'all, where's my fucking money? <laughs> 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 you know, you know, you know what was bound to happen, right? I, I, I think we predicted it on, you know, a few weeks ago on this podcast. We said, like, you know, they're gonna come and get their paper. I Absolutely. was hoping that they would wait at least until like August, right? At least until like you know some things start opening up or something, and you know, like whatever. Nah, fam, it's May, and they're starting to crack down, <laughs> and it's it's been crazy. So basically, what's happening is. Um, a lot of DJs are on Instagram Live are getting these messages basically saying uh, on their stream saying like, hey, you're playing copyright music, blah, 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 right? And, you know, essentially DJ D Nice uh, started DJing on IG Live and it seemed like they were making concessions for him, you know, because it used to be you could only stream for like an hour, like he was able to stream a limited time. Also, too, like, it seemed like he was being able to do whatever in terms of, like, um, he had no restrictions, right? So a lot of smaller DJs start popping on, uh, and then they're getting these messages saying, like, hey, you're playing copyright music, you need to stop, right? And also, too, my boy, DJ Benjamin, he got kicked off of IG uh, and banned. And Facebook, too, because if you get kicked off to IG, apparently you get kicked off to Facebook, off of Facebook, because it's the same thing. Um, oh, fuck. That's fucked up, actually. Which is, Damn. Which is, which is crazy. On your, on your permanent record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now, like, this week, you have, like, DJs like Questlove, like, really speaking out, basically saying, you know, you can't have uh, 20, like, it's 2020, right? Everything's changed. You can't be in the mentality of, like, 1985, right? Uh, and I guess like IG has been saying, oh, well, you know, 
um you know like like we're kind of bound by performance laws or whatever basically if you're a dj you're performing and you're not bound by like the contract the rules in our contract and the music licensing agreements that we have with the labels right but it's 2020 fam it's 2020 like it's we're at this point where that like we need to figure this shit out (laughs) right um and, and also too like i i jumped on ig and i played some push a t and i got the message uh well I, I was djing thursday morning on my day off and i got the message and i'm like well look i only had two people three people on my live stream fam like <laughs> <laughs> you know come on like 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 i can pay you the point zero 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 two cents i can pay push a t that <laughs> <laughs> I can get him like point zero 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 five ounces of coke. Like I could do that <laughs> to appease a god, you know. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's, it's a really messed up situation, and instead of IG kind of like, you know, kind of running into this moment and supporting these creators and supporting these DJs and supporting these creators of color, we're we're now back to this whole almost Napster type of thing where you're getting takedowns Very and Napster, people getting yeah. banned and like DMCA copyright bullshit. And it's really sad to see. Yeah, no, and it's, and it's, and it's useless. It's, a, it's the idea of, and I get it here at the end of the day, Instagram is owned by Facebook, which is gargantuan. We all know the money gets funneled there. I get the bigger picture of it. At the same time, it's not like, Instagram itself, like it's not like the DJs are making any money from playing these songs. At the end of the day, it's something where it's like they're doing it out of love and people are tuning in out of love and it's a celebration of the music of the artist. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like there's something where there's actual cash being made. I kind of get the idea, the argument where, you know, well, by doing this, it's kind of advertising the Instagram brand and yada, yada, yada and shareholders, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, for everybody involved, even the people behind the scenes at Instagram Live, it's been a labor of love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's here really cashing these million dollar paychecks. And so it's, it's a word thing of where from my perspective obviously for instagram it's a win obviously for the artists it's a win and it is it's just kind of odd so like you you run into these situations of like where we're discussing where like you know like teddy like um babyface was on yesterday and he was playing like he basically had a mother's day special and and so i was talking to erica my my fiance and she was saying basically that like you could tell it was edited so that way they wouldn't hit like it was you know if if the limit is 90 seconds it was like he would play 89.5 seconds of each track pre you know already already set up so that way he wouldn't run into it so you're in this bizarre world of where the guy who's the songwriter who made these songs who gets a check from these songs can't play these songs and that's how archaic and all these rules are and it's at the end of the day it's something where it's it's you know i guarantee you actually i didn't have like i I know like whenever you have one of these you know versus ig lives i'm pretty sure if i go into spotify those metrics go up like these aren't things that go into the void and and it's kind of like you said it's it's a very archaic view of you know how music is and it's not like again like these things are high quality you know high def you could have put this on the party these streams generally are are all right as far as fidelity is concerned it's not like you're losing any any you know what i'm saying it's not like it's competing with spotify like i don't see anybody even if this becomes a huge industry itself once i'm like nah bruh i'm not no no apple music for me no spotify i'm all about the fucking ig live you know what i'm saying (laughs) It's, it's something where it's 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 competing with nobody 
and it's kind of making i won't say enemies per se but if the idea is that you want to kind of sell music as a product because you know at the end of the day it's still a form of entertainment it's still a check going out if you have spotify if you've got apple music if you're competing with at the end of the day other platforms other forms of media your netflix you know your disney you know your amazon prime you kind of want to have it so that way you know you want to kind of keep people on the hook of music because you know some people are like we're a music nerd so it's and probably our fans are music nerds also but that's not you know like for a lot of people they'd be like yo fuck paying the spotify this 10 bucks i'd rather just have my fucking you know i'd rather have the commercials and apply that 10 bucks towards fucking you know whatever else i'm streaming to maybe espn or whatever you know and so i think that what's the sad thing is it's very short-sighted where having this generated having you know cnn cover teddy riley fucking up his stream is still a win for people who own teddy riley's music you know on the corporate level as far as fucking like you know this is our record label and on the fucking songwriter level and the artist level because those streams go up like this is free advertising this is this you know when you go trending on twitter for fucking you know six hours people are doing their research they're listening to those songs so it's just a it's a dumb fucking dumb 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 <laughs> time to fucking play these fucking games yeah no definitely definitely and it's kind of crazy too just because he's like um on the on the beanie man versus which i, I only saw like a, a few seconds of oh it's fantastic but we'll it, <laughs> the, the seconds i saw were, were like mad lit i was like holy shit like jamaica knows how to party also they give no fucks right like they, they <laughs> No social distancing, like <laughs> nothing, you know. But you had Swiss Beats going like on the chat saying, "Hey guys, keep it to ninety seconds," you know. <laughs> um, which I think like there is so much talking over the shit and like whatever, and so much like rewinds <laughs> that the algorithm was probably confused anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what are they do? <laughs> That's how you beat the algorithm, patois. <laughs> This is where dancehall starts thriving again. It's all like fucking. <laughs> I, I'm sure they do not have any Jamaicans making that algorithm. So like that <laughs> algorithm is kind of looking for you know like whatever. Yeah, it's it's, it's not gonna it's going to get thwarted. But 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 anyway, it's just really interesting to see that uh, even from somebody like Swiss Beats who started the whole versus thing or one of the originators, like having to go and tell artists not to play more than ninety seconds of their shit, like. It's just kind of crazy to see that, and again, like like it's 2020, and I think Questlove is right. Like you, you know, you ha we have to figure this shit out. Like like we're not going to go back to a live music setting at least until like the end of the year or early next year, and people need to make money. You Instagram, you have the tools to make something happen. Like even if you may say charge somebody, charge the artist, charge the label, like whatever. Like like even if you have to pay a, if people have to pay a nominal amount, I feel like people will pay money, like you said, for a D nice concert, right? Like people will pay money for that that type of stuff. So this is actually the opportunity and again, it just sucks to see that we're looking at this opportunity in the in like nineteen eighty five lenses, right? Um, it sucks. So yeah, no, and and 
and and because I remember somebody kind of posted up where I forget what one of the teachers I follow who is like he called it the, the Great Migration Begins because everybody's going over to Twitch and it's the idea of where that's cool Twitch's robots probably aren't as smart or you know basically out there drinking Bud Light in the back but eventually like it's still Amazon they'll eventually be like oh shit this is a legal issue and those bots will clear up and then you know now you have Alexa coming down and fucking shutting your streams down you know what I'm saying it's only a matter of time so it's something I think that. If they're playing around with like having these virtual Fortnite concerts, if they're doing these things, they have to kind of realize that. Because I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of hilarious because you're a situation of where, and it, it, I, I guarantee you, this will eventually happen, where somebody, an artist, is playing Instagram to promote their shit, but a DJ plays their shit, and probably the same song that Instagram is promoting, and then gets shut down for doing that. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, it's oh, this yeah. weird Ouroboros of bullshit where it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, man. So, in yeah. other failure, <laughs> <laughs> terrible, in, awful in other L's, news. <laughs> other L's, we, we were going for the corporate L's and now on the microcosm L's. Uh, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll do it because I'm a big Lana Del Rey fan. So, lo- long story short, you have this artist where, and I, I could even give you the timeline of how I think she feels this way. So, you've got this artist who early on was kind of trying to figure out her style, doing a little pop music, yada, yada, yada. This is basically, you know, the dawn of the decade, you know? And she kind of found her niche kind of doing this Nancy Sinatra slash modern hipster slash, you know, kind of updating that whole style. So you've got it. Her big song was video games. She's got a certain look. A lot of her videos have this old school, you know, grain filter camera look to it. She's somebody where, as far as the images, kind of fetishizes the 60s, but kind of does it in a very dark lens, where there's a lot of talk about abusive men, a lot of toxicity, a lot of just plain old fucking. And so, you know, she came out the gate, you know, through that kind of hipster wave. A lot of these these white male reviewers kind of like went at her just because of they didn't really get it. I think partially because... You know, she was coming in kind of a, a way of where, you know, it's it's she's not doing straight ahead pop music. There's something here where in their minds, because it's throwback, there's a little bit more like artistic legitimacy to it. And as a result, you had a lot of weird think pieces that were attacking her because it's like, you know, what is she doing? She's promoting abuse. It's she's saying fucking any songs, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, for a lot of these white male reviewers, you had a couple of things. One, even though they think themselves as feminists, there's always been a, a, a fear of, of white sexual sexuality i mean white sorry female sexuality female fucking the, the actual idea of, of female artists being somewhat controlled i mean controlling and then two you have the issue of where i guess to a certain extent they want their music to be i guess a certain level of sophistication a little raucous ideal out there so long story short when she first came out the gate back of the blog era all the blogs were kind of being snarky at her throwing shit at her blah 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 so now, in her mind, she decided to go on, on, on Beyonce's internet and diss Beyonce by basically saying, now that you've got Beyonce, you've got Kalani, you've got Doja Cat, you've got Cardi B being all quote-unquote sexual, maybe I can go out there and do some of my stuff about being unfairly attacked. And the issue here is the fact of where, one, she named all women of color, <laughs> Yeah, like Don and, and Ariana well, Grande, well, who, and Ariana Grande, you know, I, you know, that's borderline. I'm pretty sure, like, I thought Ariana Grande was a Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx for like fucking five years. Let's be honest. True, you know. True. And you've got the idea of where 
you really can't say that just because again just because and the 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 bigotry of the music industry got you doesn't mean that same machine isn't working on other people particularly other women it's it comes from a very weird space to be like i am persecuted but they're not first of all because they're a group of basically women of color so I, so whatever you had to get through to get into the industry they had 10 times as fold and on top of like it, it was a weird critique because they too got criticized for being very sexual like at megan the stallion always says that she shows up she's got a you know people will be talking about her as if she's just you know twerking on stage where for where a even without all the dancing she's a top tier mc and she'd love to see mcs rap at her level and dance the way she's doing and you know and i've seen a lot of interviews where she shows up there and even though she's an artist it just looks straight sexual harassment you've got somebody where like kalani kalani got harassed years ago because she was dating you know quote unquote she was dating a, a, a nba player who broke up and they broke up but then she was dating some other r&b dude party next door but long story short she got slut shamed enough where she committed suicide like tried, she, had a, she had a suicide commit um, um, yeah. attempt, attempt. So it's it's weird where you're there from this privilege where all and, and Cardi B, how much shit does Cardi B get for being a stripper who raps? How many of these old rappers are on some like I don't like this yada 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 from that down to Jermaine Dupree to fucking you know a lot of these dudes have been throwing dots. So it's it's something where it's like it comes from a place of privilege where you're just like oh I'm the one suffering. All these POCs have it very easy, and subsequently. <laughs> And defending those actions, she just comes more and more like an asshole and kind of out of touch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so you know, and it's really interesting too because like Lana Del Rey, like the whole image of Lana Del Rey is a facade. And I just remember when she was first coming out, um, all the, like when back in the blog era, my peoples um, <laughs> kind of you know kind of tracked her down and she's like the daughter of like a famous like record exam executive something like that so um and you know she has some demos where she's not Lana Del Rey and she's trying to be like more of a pop star and things like that so and then she invented Lana Del Rey where it was like the height of the blog era the height of the hipster era and she was able to catch on uh basically by kind of creating this like image and facade right so like she's not this puritanical kind of <laughs> singer songwriter plucked off a of Laurel Canyon or whatever, you know, <laughs> playing busking in the subways out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just her and her guitar struggling through cafes. Yeah, so like, don't get it twisted, you know. Like, 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 like you're, you know, you are a facade, you know. At the, at the end of the day, so it's just really interesting for her to kind of say this. And yeah, it's like one of those things where I, it's not like quote unquote racist, but it is something where you kind of really show your privilege, right? Um, you you're basically saying, "Oh, I see these these all of these women of color. We're going to group them all together." Like Beyonce is completely different <laughs> from like <laughs> you know a fucking Doja Cat, right? Like like, and we'll talk about Doja later. But I'm just trying to say like like those they're ends of that spectrum. Uh, but to you, they all look the same, right? To you, they all look like the same person, the same sound, the same gimmick, right? So you're gonna group all of them together and say, oh, they've had their shine. 
oh, like they they're like not persecuted. Oh, but I woe is me. I'm persecuted. Can I get a number one? Can I get a number one slot? And you know, I I just like that. Just, when you break it down like that, right? You just you you see her privilege, you see her whiteness, and you see all these things coming out. Um, and then also too, like the rebuttal was like, oh, but they're my favorite artists, right? Which is like the new "My best friends are black," <laughs> <laughs> um, which is which sucks. I mean, like when you, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but like people just like they dig their own holes, right? They don't want to like take any self reflection. It's a it's a damn pandemic outside. You got nothing else to do. Do some self reflection. Yeah. <laughs> do some meditation. Have, some yeah, therapy. Some self care. <laughs> yeah, have some by myself meetings to quote Ghostface. You know what I'm saying? Just, just yeah, reflect. yeah. Like, like before you start defending yourself, like, like just take some steps back. You're not doing anything. You're not touring. Like, whatever. Take some steps back and read over your words. Have one of your black friends read over your words before you post it on IG, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, all that to say, it's just really. I'm, it's not surprising to me because I've always known what Lena Del Rey was from the jump. Like I always known that she's a white girl of privilege playing a character on TV, basically. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's just it's just it's really sad to kind of see that. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And it's something where it's it's like I said, it's, it's the idea of where I get her point where she got unfairly persecuted. But at the same time, they all do. And I think this is a point of where it's something where it should be a, a matter of like, hey, the industry's fucked up. The industry's very fucked up where I got a lot of shit. You guys got a lot of shit. Even for like, and what's funny is that even if, let's say, race was involved, it's even still there is bullshit because you can't say that, you know, Madonna wasn't getting shit for being sexual back in the days. You can't get shit where Britney, you know what I'm saying, was getting shit for being sexual back in the days. There's a long line of like female artists kind of going through this thing of where, you know, across the spectrum, you know, across this, just bass music in general, country music, you know what I'm saying? You know, back to your fucking rock where women show up. They get sexualized, but they also get fucking crucified for being sexual, which is weird. But that's what happens when you have a patriarchy where you have a fucking male-run system. So what kind of sucks about it is going back to privilege is it's weird how, like, supposedly you're a quote-unquote fan of all these artists, but you don't remember all this shit Beyonce got for formation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, how do you have that weird disconnect? And then she, like like I said, she had weird double downs, which is like, oh, I'm not talking about, I'm talking, of, I'm trying, I'm, I'm saying about race. I'm talking about people who, who, who look more like me, who aren't really, you know, who don't look strong. And it's, it's like, you look at it and it's like, oh, shit. Like you said, it's like the emperor wears no clothes even though you kind of put on this idea of where you know i'm this fucking you know the singer songwritery obsessed with the 60s imagery at the end of the day you're somebody where you know it, during the pandemic you're probably in one of your parents four houses chilling you know what i'm saying and that's the way you kind of approach life and it's unfortunate and like you said it'd be nice if there was somebody to kind of say hey girl maybe you're looking at this wrong because like it, it's a it's an argument where like it fails in so many levels and it's like i get it the music industry is fucked up and definitely use your power to speak up against it but a throwing black women under the bus for it women of color that's dumb 
B, thinking you're the only white woman persecuted because of it, that's fucking double dumb. It's just like, what are you doing here, bruh? It's just like, you could do a much better job of it. And this is an opportunity to kind of like say, hey, you know, you know, reach out. Be like, yo, it's fucked up where Megan Thee Stallion has to show up there and fucking, you know, it's a shitty fucking radio interview and the dude's basically like, what size are your titties? You know, it's fucked up where fucking, you know, Beyonce goes out there and fucking, you know, wears something and it's on some like, oh, maybe that was too risque for an award show. It's like, these are all aligned. It's the same toxicity of those or the same toxicity you had where you know these blogger bros are on some like well you know this album is kind of cool but she talks about fucking a lot and yada 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 it's, it's the same fucking strain it's just different flavors and like i said it's it sucks to have an opportunity there to kind of confront it and instead we're back to talking about privilege you know this is this is a this is an opportunity for us to talk about feminism talk about patriarchy how it fucks the music system over how we've lost a lot of artists because of that you know what I'm saying how a lot of careers got destroyed because of that but no, you, you couldn't get to see past your whiteness, and now we're talking about your whiteness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of privilege. <laughs> the next one on the Summer Jam stream. We're just going through all of it. We're going, going at all y'all. All of y'all. The, the Summer Jam of failure. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it's really interesting. And like I remember, uh, I saw this tweet last night where there was a fan who was like really distraught, where... Uh, and going at Doja Cat, who we'll talk about now. But basically, this fan was saying, I spent all last week defending you against Leon Del Rey, and then this week you disappointed me, which was Dang. deep. That was deep. Dang. The disappointment always gets you. I still feel back, back. you know, <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, my mom told me she was disappointed, and I still burn. I, st- I still wake up in the middle of the night with night sweats because of that shit. <laughs> That, that's, that's that's the lowest thing you can say to somebody like you disappointed me you it's know like, Damn. <laughs> but that's where we are right now um so i i would assume most of y'all know uh you know doja cat made like number one song in the country and then once you do that the guns come out like the the the, the researchers come out uh they found that she participates on uh, these kind of 4chan message boards and video conference chat streams, whatever, uh, with white supremacists, alt-right people, and incels. Um, and she has this uh, track called Didn't Do Nothing, which didn't do nothing is kind of like the racist way of, of kind of uh, people talking about like uh, victims of police brutality and, and violence and murder, right? Saying like, oh, like it's, it's like a mocking term, right? And all this stuff kind of came out. Um, and the the biggest thing is, um, last time when uh, Doja Cat got into some hot water with the, the um, anti-gay uh, and, and anti-homosexual uh, language, she was like, oh, you know, I was 17. I didn't know anything. I, you know, it was in the past. Like, I was a kid. I was a teenager, blah, blah, blah. Um, with this, she was on these chat rooms last week week before you know and and people kind of have the the receipts um now i do have to say there's not a lot of evidence i guess there's a there's a a clip of her saying the n-word in this chat but outside of that there's not a lot of evidence that she's participating in any like overtly anti-black racism right but again um, it's just a little suspect, right? It's just a little suspect in terms of like what um, what you need to be doing as a black woman uh, in 2020, right? 
Um, so, you know, the internet is taking her to task for it. And she has apologized, or well, apologize in quotes. Y'all can't see the quotes. Reggie can see my quotes. Apologize. <laughs> they're, they're really clear quotes, guys. Really clear quotes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in quotes, basically, um, she put out a message saying, like, she's not racist. Yeah, you know, she's part South African. Her dad's South African. You know, which is, again, like, the my, my best friends are black defense. Um, and, you know, everything was kind of taken out of context. The, the track didn't do nothing was, uh, you know, that was trying to like take that term and, and like, like the N word, like empower it and like re like contextualize it and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I don't know, fam. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I'm also, I also feel like she's got some issues and I feel like she needs to figure them out. Oh no, I, I agree. I I can see, and and even here, I kind of see the timeline where, and we've talked about her a couple times, and I think a lot of it is because she's somebody where she's very. Because think about it, from Moo to like even the fact that this song is big off TikTok, she's somebody where she's very online. She's somebody where even though for a period of time she was independent, she would do shit. She would have this shit where it would pop up enough where I would notice, and so. The unfortunate thing is where somebody kind of lives on the internet, it's 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 a good and a bad thing. And I think, you know, she's somebody where, you know, it, it was very telling. So, like, there was an interview a couple of years ago where she kind of pointed out the fact of where, hey, I hang out on this message board where you see a lot of crazy stuff, blah, 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 and, you know, this and that. And she kind of alluded to it. And you, And from my perspective, I look at it this way. She's still relatively young. She's somebody where in her teenage years, it was all about being online. You know, that, the concept of, of 4chan, wow, if you think about it, it's like we're decades in now, kind of. It's kind of, you know, this is not like some shit that came out five years ago. Like, there's been generations of 4chan. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're into 8chan now. It's 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 something where there's always an aspect of the internet where it's very, it's very fucked up. It's very mean. You know, everybody talks about cancel culture and this and that and this this piety that's supposedly on the internet. But on the opposite side, it's 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 a fucked up, dark place, as we all know. And I could kind of get somebody where, you know, they're growing up and they're looking for validation. They're looking for validation from these guys because, you know, they're talking shit to you, you're talking shit to them. You know, maybe in the back of your head you think they're your friends. And I could imagine that, you know, you, you just think it's fine. I, I, like you said, though, the idea of a black woman kind of engaging in this thing that kind of sees, like, you know, that seems to trivialize racism, that kind of, you know, reinforces some of their stereotypes. Again, nothing there's no smoking gun here it's all association and like you kind of need to know better and i and and even the fact it was a couple of weeks ago i kind of get it i i i think somebody where you know if you got these issues where you're going online for validation from these type of dudes even though you're maybe bubbling it's kind of hard to turn that switch off because you it was it was something that was missing and you were looking for that validation so the fact that she was still doing it now was fucking dumb but also not surprising because that was part of the aspect. Now, the bigger picture here is that, you know, you would hope that, you know, doing these things for validation, there'll be some kind of like fucking, you know, like, you know, it's like, I remember back in the days used to go to fucking like Stormfront and just fucking like curse them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a way to kind of do it. Like, if you've got to engage in the fucking, the high money on the internet, I just go out there over fucking bat swinging. You know, the idea that she's kind of just sitting there and kind of like, you know, hee-heeing and co-signing what these guys are saying, I can't necessarily fall for her, but it's just a really bad look. And I think the idea is the fact of where, you know, you hope that, you know, you get older because it's very easy. And, and I think and, and I think it's very telling, too. 
like when she first got accused about using the homophobia, her counter wasn't the fact of where, you know, like it was wrong. The first thing she said was that I use this term all the time. I've got lots of gay friends, you know, and and, and you kind of see is that idea of the edge lord, the internet person, where everything is for the lulls, nothing is really serious. But the problem is like you know misogyny and fucking bigotry and racism and you know all these isms we deal with kind of are always start with for the lulls. It's it's always coded, you know. I, I wish there was some shit where there was this evil rapist with a fucking cape flying in and raping women. I wish there was a case of the KKK flying around, fucking landing and fucking burning crosses. That's not really racism. Racism is a system. And the way he keeps these systems going is by very small microaggressions. And so it was very easy to say, oh, me and my pals are joking around, yada, yada, yada. Bob is cool. He did it to black girl in fucking fifth grade. And that gives him a pass. It's not. It, at the end of the day, it feeds into that fucking, that, those, those negative vibes, bro. And, and that's the problem. And like I said, it's something like, like it's, it's not smoking. It's not like something where she's out there fucking, you know, you know, throwing fucking Molotov cocktails to black churches. But at the same time, it's kind of sucks where you've got somebody who, who's a black woman who's, who's doing black culture, you know what I'm saying? Like she's rapping, she's doing R&B, who, who's got black collaborators, who just a week ago we were just saying, oh, look at black woman winning. And kind of, you know, playing around this kind of, you know, you know, kind of soft cosigning this like, oh, it's only for the lulls, guys. It's and it's and it's kind of dark. And like I said, it's it's in this case, you know, again, it's I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And it's yeah. like, you know, this, this, yeah, that's a way to do it. Long story short. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I feel the same way. Like, I, I don't feel like. Like, I'm tired of cancel culture. I don't want to like cancel Doja Cat, although I know that's trending. You know, I don't want to bring out the pitchforks and we're like whatever. Um, you know, when I start reading and and you know, kind of these accounts of her kind of like like um, exposing herself and things like that for these men, I'm kind of like, damn, this is this is a little bit deeper, I think, than just you know, like whatever. Like trolling or whatnot, like I feel like there's definitely some some issues there, right? There's some, you know, people, you know, she wants to have this attention and she knows that she can get this like really cheap attention from these men and these incels and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's not 100% like black, right? She's mixed race, so there's I know a few mixed race people who struggle with like what that means, you know. So maybe there's some some stuff that going that's going on there. Um, and it sucks, you know, like it's, it sucks that, that you, you kind of have to go through this, the more famous you get. And I do wish there's more kind of help and resources for artists, um, who do get to this level. Cause I think like this level is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like you, you basically went from a SoundCloud rapper or a SoundCloud like producer or whatever to like now the number one song in the country that all eyeballs are on you. Um, and yeah, like you're going to face scrutiny and I feel like there needs to be support for these artists, especially artists who aren't like Beyonce, who've been doing it since they were a kid, right? <laughs> who've had yeah. like the support system and the family and the managers and the, the team of a hundred people. Like I'm, I'm, you know, Doja probably definitely does not have that. Right. So yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to cancel her. I hope she gets, you know, some help. Um, I really hope she doesn't double down. I really hope she doesn't do a Daniel Caesar Caesar <laughs> <laughs> and goes on IG. <laughs> 
and, and doubles down, right? Uh, hopefully, drunk again. at the Burger King, man. Drunk at the Burger King is always, <laughs> always <laughs> alcohol and fast food never mix. You know, uh, again, you got nothing else going on, right? Like, take this time for self care. You got nothing else going <laughs> on. <laughs> Don't jump in a four chan chat room with Leon Del Rey. <laughs> 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 log off the internet <laughs> you know and, and chill watch some netflix you know watch some documentaries you know like watch watch uh, i don't know some some pbs Man, my, <laughs> about my, the my, racial my, struggle about the black my, struggle on netflix dog you know what i'm saying yeah. it's all action you know what i'm saying I'll like watch watch all those things and come back in like two weeks right that's what, that's all i want to say that's all i want to yeah. say so uh Ooh, anyway. yeah so yeah so uh <laughs> on on the positive note some new music we've been listening to of somebody who who wears who wears his blackness and his sexuality on his sleeve motherfucker moses sumney dropped a record that's just mwah, mwah. yeah fam so basically this is i guess it's like the double album because he dropped like the ep gray and that part one and I guess this, this is like the part one and two together. Um, and look, we're both Moses Sumney fans. So, you 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 know, I feel like he set a really high bar. Um, I think I'll always love his, you know, his first album. But I do think that your boy Moses kind of took that sound, elevated it, made it bolder, made it bigger, but still kind of like, like it's still his sound, right? He didn't like try like you know he, he didn't have like offset <laughs> an offset feature he didn't try to do anything like super crazy ambitious he he kind of was still ambitious but he was still able to like elevate his sound to a new level you could tell like he has a little bit more <laughs> uh production quality a little bit more funding you know um but he was able to do do bigger things i thought um so yeah i'm, I'm a fan i'm you know his his music is always kind of crazy weird unique his voice is really amazing that falsetto is incredible he still continues that on this album and yeah it's just like hour plus of of moses sumney and you cannot be mad at that oh you know and and we had this discussion last week it's it's probably it's it's definitely the the most the production on this the 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 the, the, the fidelity the 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 way things sound, I, this was probably the best sounding record I've heard in years. Just just on a pure audiophile level, it's just like everything kind of comes in, and it's not it's 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 not the same overly massive nonsense you kind of get now, where everything is in the red. It's like you could, you could hear like literally a pin drop. It's just, it's just a gorgeous ass record, and yeah. like like and like for me, it's it's like you said. And what's good about it is the fact of where you know it's very easy, you know. I remember a year or two ago, we kind of went on Anderson Park where it's like, all right, you know, you can kind of tell where sonically everything kind of got upgraded, but with everything getting upgraded sonically, you know, there was a lot of meanderings. There were a lot of little, you know, questionable fucking choices as far as, you know, doing bad reggae accents. It was just a little bit too much studio time where here it feels that like Moses just kind of like it's approached it from, it's just, it just sounds so well sonically without losing like its songwriting that it's just, it's, oof, I just love it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. We kind of like we talked about it like a, a podcast, you know, a couple of months ago when the first half came out, and the second half kind of continues it. it. It doesn't really necessarily fucking, you know, there isn't suddenly a trap song coming in here, like you said, with Offset. There isn't like this fucking crazy heavy metal guitars. It's very much in the vein of the first half, but it's just as good. I mean, it's just something where it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I wonder if, if it wasn't for the pandemic that, you know, this is something where I would easily pay like a hundred bucks plus, 200 bucks to go here, here in a, you know, Radio City Music Hall. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, a, there's a certain level of artistry that you kind of hit here where it's like, oh fuck, dude, in the past like two years, dude leveled the fuck up. And, you know, I ideally, hopefully that, you know, I was take a, you know, we're all, we're all kind of limbo right now, but I'm hoping that when everything kind of thaws out, like it doesn't get overlooked because he kind of put his foot into this fucking shit, man. This is some shit that should win fucking awards. Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, definitely probably in, going to end up in my top five uh, for so far 2020. And yeah, like I, it just, it's hard to explain, you know, like his music is hard to explain. And I think it, it, he does that on purpose. He doesn't want it to be a R&B act. He doesn't want it to be a soul act. You know, he equates himself more towards that radio head uh, on the spectrum. And I see that and you feel that, right? Like he's trying to be something completely different. And yeah, like it's it's hard to say that, you know, say five years ago in your first album and then, you know, try to continue that. Right. Uh, Because the expectations are higher for your second album. Just like, again, you get more money, you have access to more personnel and producers and 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 budget and things like that. And you want to do something bigger. You want to knock things out the box. And and a lot of times artists kind of just just, uh, you know, like like Anderson, like they just go in too heavy, you know, because they're just like, oh, shit, you know. Um, All these toys. I could get an oboe on this. I, I want five oboes. <laughs> I want an oboe on this. I want a harpist. And I want 15 clarinets. All playing fucking, you know, explosive. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Like, there's, there's this artist, Tune Yards, who it's kind of funny to see her where her first album was literally her homeless, like, recording on, like, a four track, you know. And her last album has like a ten-piece band, right? And like that—that that last album just did, it just just hit different, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, you know, like Moses is is definitely I, I, I that might be the first concert I go out and see um, whenever we go back to concerts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> In our personal uh, pods, dressed up like hazmat suits. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you know, Mo- Moses might have the designer like hazmat bubble. True. Um, you know, because yeah, like when we saw him live, like uh, you know, he, he's he's flexing on the fashion game, so I could oh, see yeah, him no, in, <laughs> in the designer hazmat bubble. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, man, he, he had like ten thousand dollar fucking Jesus robes on, man. His shit was fucking pimp. Yeah, this, this, yeah. This beautiful so. cloth everywhere. Dude, I, 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 I want that quarantine fashion level up from, from Moses Sumney. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, like I say, if you've heard the, the first half, you've heard a lot of the songs, and he's been releasing some of these songs as singles for the past year. So there's nothing new, but like, it's, 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 I'm just happy to hear, uh, hear the full package, you know? Yeah. So. No, it's, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's something, it's, it's a really, if y'all should definitely check it out, give it a listen, you know, it's, it's, maybe while you're out there trying on your new sweatpants, maybe while you're cleaning your house for the fucking 15th time out of boredom, you know, put on the background, give it a listen, you know? It's dope shit. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. And that's about it for us. Um, as Virgin Stone, just because we're for the people, we're advertising a new service. From now on, all you pop stars, before you write anything on the internet, we ourselves will personally vet it to make sure it's not racist, misogynist, 
or any other ists, we will help you not embarrass yourselves out there. For a very, very, very small low fee of about 10 Gs per post, we will make sure you will not get caught out there. We will scrub your record clean and have you out there making paper while being racist and fucking misogynist behind everybody's back in the peace of your own home. Dude, we could be your real black friends. Yes, we could be your real black friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently your black friends are not telling you the truth. We could be those people. Yeah, no, man. It's like, it's, you know, Mr. Clapton, maybe maybe you might not want to put that N-word in that post. <laughs> <laughs> Morrissey, you might not want to, like, go after immigrants. Just a little tampering around. You know, maybe keep that you know. pro-England part, but less about these yellow people, yada, yada. We could cross it all out. Keep that, you know. You know, maybe but we've moved on from the term of Oriental Negro. We're this new terms now. We could we could fix this. <laughs> just just don't post it all. Like like yeah. for extra five G's, we'll throw your computer out the window. Yeah, ex- ex- literally. <laughs> we'll, we will cancel all of your Verizon, all your cell phone contracts. We'll do all of that I'll, I'll <laughs> and relocate just, we'll, we'll, you to a cabin. We'll, we'll be posted in their fucking ranch shots and shit and so they'll be out there it's like oh let me go type I just dive through a window and just grab it out of the hands like no <laughs> put that down Lana put that down we talk about this but I'm so persecuted Reggie <laughs> put that down I'm trying to get paid girl you're fucking up the bag you're fucking up the bag stop that shit <laughs> oh man and on that note we love y'all out there stay safe stay free stay bigotry free Peace. Peace. <laughs>